You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. I could while away the hours Conferring with the flowers Consulting with the rain And my head I'd be scratching While my thoughts were busy hatching If I only had a brain I'd unravel Johnny Mnemonic is the story of a courier Who's in over his head With too much in his head <laughs> Or is it? Uh, welcome back to the Yours at Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. I'm Mean Mark, and I say we just stop there, because I don't know if it's going to get any better than... <laughs> yeah, I probably should have saved that for my hour, is it, really? Maybe. Maybe. But that's all right. You pretty much summed it up very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this movie. Uh, taking a look at 1995's Johnny Mnemonic. Um Let's get to the official stuff. Welcome to the show, Henry Rollins. Mm-hmm. And welcome back to the show. Take a put up your feet for this one, Mark. Yeah, I think we'll go get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> Keanu Reeves from Speed. Mm-hmm. Dina Meyer from P- uh, Piranha 3D. Ah, yes. Ice T from Tank Girl. <laughs> and supposedly Dolph Lundgren, who we took a look at with Masters of the Universe, amongst others. But I wanted to start off with this. I don't know who played Street Preacher, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Dolph Lundgren. Oh, and wh- how so? Because A, doesn't look like him. <laughs> B, doesn't sound like him. That is the clearest, most perfect English I have ever heard coming out of what is supposed to be Dolph Lundgren. Right. Okay. So as far as the look goes, I dare say... He- uh, sorry, what year was this one? 95. Uh, right, so he probably held on to that He-Man hair from 87. Okay. And and just brought it along with him to the set. <laughs> He's like, I've got an idea for this. Um, as far as the, the sound, yeah, I mean, kudos to his speech coach because, holy shit. Or his uh, overdub artist. Or or that, potentially. But, yeah. they did, but it didn't look overdubbed, so I, it looked like no, he, no. it was him speaking. And I was like, "That's that's not Dolph Lundgren." Well, I think I give you. I, I found the key to that. Like, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll use a bodybuilding terminology. You can lift a lot of weight once. You can't for many reps. I see. Okay. He didn't have a lot of lines, so he could lift them muddily. <laughs> he had a few, actually. There was a, a few. Like definitely more than I must break you, but. Well, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, more than Rocky Four. But less than, I don't know, Kindergarten Cop 2, you know? So uh, Well, true enough. But this is 95 Dolph Lundgren. Like, I've seen yeah. Dolph Lundgren after this, and he didn't speak this this well of English. Uh, watch him in The Expendables. He's not that bad. Oh, okay. He's getting better. I know he's like a PhD fucking scientist, but... Yeah, yeah. He's actually a really smart dude. But, I mean, an accent's an accent, right? So Yeah. He's, he's still got to work with it. So, oh, Johnny Mnemonic, you brought this one to us, Mark, so tell us your history with this. Oh, okay, well, this one, the only reason I brought this up was because of the upcoming, uh, or depending on when you're listening to this, the already out, uh, Destination Wedding with uh, him and Winona Ryder. So, uh, we thought, yeah, let's take another look. We, we, we covered Speed before. That, for us, though, was one we actually both agreed. We actually liked that movie. Yeah. We weren't. We weren't dumping on it because we hated it. It's more like, ah, just a fun poke at a, at a movie everybody likes. Sure. So, yeah. This one, 
I thought you might find entertaining because it's one of the uh, kind of like if you didn't know it was there, you would never know it was there because it doesn't get talked about a lot when you're talking about good Keanu Reeves movies. Oh, I can see why. Actually, it doesn't get talked about at all when you're talking about good Keanu Reeves movies. So, but around the science fiction circles, it's got you know not like it's not really highly regarded, but it's just like oh yeah yeah no no I saw it too. I mean back in the '90s again, see our hackers episode. Uh, '90s computer stuff was just so weird. We didn't know what we were getting into with things like the internet and whatnot, and the results and what we have now are far less exciting than <laughs> yeah. what we dreamed it would be. Yeah, this, again, this goes back to our conversation in Hackers about now technology movies. Yes. You know what I mean? You can't make a movie about now technology. <clears throat> well, I mean, you can, but then you end up with Hackers, or in this case, Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah, and, th- um, and this is a, a problem that you see in a lot of science fiction stuff is... Uh, based on earth but future technology yeah because it doesn't you know uh it doesn't always work out that way like uh this the star trek flip open communicator really became a flip open phone so well okay while while some was inspirational it wasn't you know yeah and and, but that's what i kind of see as i i kind of see that as life imitating art whereas this one I mean, uh, let's get into it, but I mean, like, we have the technology to transport 320 gigabytes of information in a human mind, but we still use fax machines? Yeah, and uh, it's funny because I I have, uh, you know, a 64 gig, like, USB stick. I'm like, why do you have to stick it in, in my head, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it, that's... Like, I get it. there's a safety part to it, but the problem... The problem with this movie is that they they assume that somehow storing it in a person is somehow safer than storing it on something like uh, a CD. Right? Okay, I'm going. I'm using '90s tech, right? Yeah. A, a mini disc, a CD, a cassette, whatever, right? Or even just papers. Papers can be destroyed. I get that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other physical transportation can fall into the wrong hands. Well, this whole movie is predicated on his head being chopped off. As to fall into the wrong hands. And it goes pretty quickly into that plot point. Like, it's it's within the first 20 minutes that, okay, we need his head. Yeah. So, the method of transportation, in this case, doesn't make the data any safer. It just makes it... No! Like, you know what? They might as well have just, like, duct taped a a USB stick to his arm. You know what I mean? And, okay, now we've got to cut off his arm or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, they had the mini discs, like, back then. Okay, fine. Mini discs. Mm -hmm. All right, fine. But... Why did, if, I don't understand, like, nothing, they never explained why in this movie they needed to put it in his head. There was no advantage to it. No, no, they, my only, like, when I, I saw this back in the 90s, right, when it first came out, I was like, oh my god, it looks so awesome, that guy from Bill and Ted is gonna be in a future movie. Well, this, this came out a year after Speed, so. Oh, sure, but, I mean, okay, so, oh no, that guy from Bill and Ted and Speed, Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I am a mnemonic courier, you know, like <laughs> And I tell so you I, that opening crawl, that opening text. Oh yeah. I it meant nothing to me. I got nothing out of that. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what half the half these words mean. What are you talking about? The only thing I got out of it is it's twenty twenty one. 
Yeah. It's three, three years from now. Three years from now, yeah. So we're going to see people running around sticking USB sticks in their head? Uh, uh, probably, know. but I mean, still. <laughs> but I mean... Double up and hold a terabyte? like you know. <laughs> but I don't think the, the world is going to be on fire. Well, Trump is president. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's that's the thing I, I kept... Uh, one, one note I have, it's a bit later on, but is a, why is it in every single apocalyptic movie... Even if the world's gone to shit, like, okay, from a bomb, maybe I get it, or some horrible disease, but there just comes a point, apparently, in human society where we just decide, as a society, <laughs> we're not cleaning shit anymore. Yeah, we're just going to light everything on we're, fire. I, I'm not getting a mop, not going to pass a broom. No. Win, the Windex factories must have been lit on fire, or something like yep. that, because no one's cleaning anything. Because yep. everyone's dirty after fucking dirty after fucking dirty. It's like, what the hell happens is that is that is the great the great windex wars yeah i don't know where that started to be honest i i mean maybe probably <clears throat> in the cold war era when they thought the the future was going to be after the big bomb went off and everything was going to be leveled and that and and i get that because you get a lot of destruction <laughs> so that's that takes a while to clean up uh, it, with a concerted effort but this okay, one it's but, just, it's just, but this future it's like oh just everyone got kind of got sick so we're just wait. Pick up a broom. You can still sweep. <laughs> yeah, because like Dina Myers ha- ha- has the has the um, has, Yeah, has the disease, and she's, I mean, fine throughout most of it. Yeah, gra- grab a mop. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like if I can borrow a bit from Seinfeld, sweep, sweep, sweep. Cough, cough. Get back to sweeping. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Like okay, she goes and she has that big attack where she sh- starts shaking like she's a meth head. Sure, but I mean, he takes he takes her to Henry Rollins and he fixes her up pretty much right away with, with muscle relaxants. Like yeah, Robaxa set is king in this uh, in this new world. Yeah, I really fail to see how. It, I mean, obviously, it's killing people. It kills off the Japanese. Okay, see, this is where we have to get into this entire plot of this movie because it. Oh my god, it made no sense. <laughs> this is why I brought this I one. I can't to I can't <laughs> I can't wrap my head around this plot. So these scientists from this company yeah. have cured NAS, NAS, yeah. which yeah. is the disease that the entire world is being affected by. Or or most people, yeah. And they are trying to give it to the altruistic doctors who will share it with the world. Right. So the cure goes out. Right. So they hire Johnny. Is Mnemonic his last name or just Johnny? He's just Johnny. It's just Johnny. We don't know his actual last name, but they just, yeah. Okay. He's a mnemonic courier, so hence Johnny Mnemonic. Okay. So they hire Johnny to, to carry it from, I think, Beijing to Newark. Yep. Which he gets he gets there in scene transition. Sure. Um, you know what? And thank you, movie. Let's. I don't need to. I don't need to see Johnny on his airplane. Okay. So. Okay, all right. So the head of the company mm-hmm. wants to stop him. Yeah. Because they want to stop the information from coming out. Yeah. So he hires the yakuza. <laughs> yeah, the Japanese mafia. You're right to go after him. Mm-hmm. He gets a bodyguard. By happenstance. By happenstance. Because he fights with 
the low techs, if I'm getting that right. Uh, his fight isn't with the low techs. No, they they eventually come to his aid. Well, yeah, but he but he fights with them I, initially. Uh, no, he's still fighting the yakuza when he meets Ice T. Okay, that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Ice T is the the low the low techs. They they don't they don't have a quarrel with Johnny. They just don't like that he's in their neighborhood. Right. Okay. Because he's bringing troubles. Right. But it all ends up with it, they they so. It ends up he goes to the low techs, mm-hmm. who are the ones that are resisting major technology, and they have a fuck ton of technology. And they have a fuck ton of technology <laughs> and a dolphin. I know this is crazy. Who? I don't know what didn't how they didn't drown in the first scene that it's in, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so. <sighs> But they want to broadcast it out to the world. Yep. And it's stuck in his head. And they don't have the password. Mm-hmm. So the head of the the head of the company comes in, and we find out that his daughter died from NAS. Yeah. Which then, why does he want to stop the cure from coming out? Okay, so maybe it's 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 a better investment to treat it. Okay. There you go. That's, but, yeah, that was okay. the, one, the one key piece. If you can just treat the symptoms and not cure the disease, you right, have but, repeat customers. But if right? you're going to have the scene at the end where he sees the light, mm-hmm. then don't make it so that he's like, he knew the whole situation up until the end. We didn't know the situation up until the end. That's why that scene is supposed to be so dramatic, because we find out what he already knows. But the problem is, is he already knows it. Right. So... What? Okay. Um, but then, and but then the yakuza turn on him. Yeah, that part I don't quite. Why? Care. That well, I I don't know. Honestly, like they, I I don't think they do a good enough job of of explaining this in this movie. Why the the yakuza guy would turn on him? And the biggest question: Who was the fucking face? Okay. That one I can answer. I'm so happy you can. Yeah, because they they tell you in the movie. Now, don't forget, I've seen this more than once. Okay. Not not a lot, just more than one. Right. So, it's maybe like this might be twice, maybe three times in my life. Okay. What? Yeah. Um, the face. She's the one who started the company to try and cure NAS. So they ousted her. Uh, but before she was gone, she was uploaded into their central computer. You saw how the internet worked in this. It kind of... <laughs> yeah. There, you know what? I, I don't know what the internet looks like. I'm pretty sure it doesn't look like this. So, But anyway, in this movie, you can exist in the digital world. So her consciousness was uploaded. And her mission was to... Because they had found the cure and had it for... I think they said about 18 months or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. She's been trying to work to try and get it out, and so that uh, as and but now they've um, and the reason why at the end of the movie the building was on fire is because they literally were burning her out of the system. That's the only reason I can think of why Pharmacon was up in flames at the end of the movie, but because nothing happens there. <laughs> but but she was also trying to help the the guy who owned the company. 
she was trying to convince him to for that that change of heart, right? Because he was he was wanting to hoard the cure and keep selling the uh, the the treatment. She was trying to convince him to change his mind. So he is supposed to have a story arc where he's evil business business. And then by the time he gets riddled full of bullets at the end, yeah, he, he then's like, oh, okay, well, here's the thing that you need, Johnny. I wish we had worked on solving bullet wounds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we only have a cure for <laughs> We only have a cure for 16 bullet wounds. I got shot 18 <laughs> times. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I totally didn't get that. I, I thought she was helping both sides, and I got so confused as to why she was. Or I didn't even know really if she was helping anybody. Because she seemed yeah. to come on, say these random things, and then just disappear. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, but there is a scene where they explain that. And her part, she's basically sending the, the Pharmacon head guy out on a guilt trip. So I totally didn't get that. Yeah. I it totally didn't get that. I'm like, why, was, why is the grown-up baby face from Matrix 3 talking to us on the screen? <laughs> what? <laughs> are you trying to tell me that agent smith is bothering you is that what you're trying to tell me like <laughs> oh my god agent smith <laughs> let me alone <laughs> <laughs> let me alone <laughs> doesn't have her tongue pierced for christ's sakes <laughs> but you basically do have at least most of the movie i mean uh, yeah, I still don't think I do, though. <laughs> well, they, they, well the, the messages they're trying to send in this movie, I think, anyway, and I didn't do any reading, but this is just my like this like third time going through it or whatever. You know, NAS is, I think, supposed to be an analog for AIDS. And the idea that okay. the, gov- the, the pharmacies are sitting on the cure for AIDS, they'd rather treat the symptoms, right? Right. And AIDS affects a lot, huge population. It was, we're coming out of the 80s AIDS scare. Not that we're not scared of it now, but... Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, yeah. So uh, that, and then it was an anti-technology message, uh, you know, because Henry Rollins goes on his rant about, oh the, yeah, the, yeah, all the computers and how this causes it and that causes it. It's all, all the electric, <laughs> uh, all the electrical devices we have around us are making us sick. Yeah. Which, yeah, I wrote down. Thanks for the moral lesson jump or the moral lesson dump, Mister Rollins. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and. So that's the other big message, right? Like we gotta, we gotta unplug. Obviously, we didn't listen to this one. Um, we were barely plugged had... in back then, nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, no one had we the had internet any... at home. Only the rich kids did. Yeah, it was in schools and at home, and uh, yeah, the rich kid. You're right. Yeah, if you uh, had oh, a... ninety-five, like if well, you... dial up in ninety-five. Well, I mean, yeah, but if you that? had the internet at home, it was mostly IRC chats. Oh, I know a guy who met his wife on IRC. Yeah, back yeah, in the day. yeah. Um, he's still a, he 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 defected to America by the way that that no. gentleman uh, he's happy good for him um, now the the part about the, the it's funny because the, to me the funny part um, part about the whole thing about the devices making us sick which apparently I'm suffering from right now um, <laughs> is I there's a gentleman uh, a guy I know he's an older older guy I respect him completely so I'm not trying to pawn this off as crazy old man stuff but. And this is nothing funny about this, but he actually said that they've done studies and there's, if you go near cell phone towers, there's like a, there's a radius around it where plants can't grow anymore. Right. And that signals coming in and out have actually killed flora and fauna like in and around that area. Sure. So 
oddly enough, there was something to this movie. <laughs> it just kind of took till 2018 before, you know, that's being figured out. Yeah. So, oddly prophetic on the one hand, and... I mean, yeah, but I mean, that was kind of obvious, I think, back then, too. I mean, I think we all expected it to go that way. That the more, yeah, the more technology we have, the more it can hurt us. Right. right. But at that point, yeah. it was brand new and it was like, gimme, 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 gimme. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. I spent my fair share of nights playing Duke Nukem. It's like, what? <laughs> I can listen to my, I, I can listen to a song on the computer <laughs> and I can start and stop it whenever I want. Whoa. What is this cool thing called Winamp? <laughs> I remember getting entertained by someone super cut the Homer Simpson does together. Yeah. It's called 32 does and then playing it backwards. This was the best invention ever. We laughed and laughed and laughed. Oh, yeah. That was great. You could watch a whole episode of The Simpsons in quick time. Yeah. On a, on a tiny little screen. On a screen that was maybe 15 inches. Yeah. On a 15 inch monitor, and the video was a little postage stamp sized, <laughs> and it took three hours to load a 15 minute video. Yeah. If yeah, your we... mom didn't pick up the phone. Oh, well, I, I remember in '95, I was in college. There I go, I dated myself. Um, and I remember me and my roommates, we had to get a second telephone line because our buddy Moose <clears throat> with his girl was on the internet all the time, so no one could actually call us. Yeah. We'd get shit from people, like, and my girlfriend saying, you know, I tried to call, I've been trying to call you for an hour. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> she actually, at one point, just came over and be like, I've been trying to reach you for an hour. What's going on? I'm like, oh, Moose must be online. <laughs> and we no cell phones, right? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. No, that's very true. <laughs> so we got a second phone line for the sake of our relationships. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't get the internet till cable came in, so it didn't bother oh, with the phone lines. But Didn't bother with the dial-up, but, eh? but my buddy that lived out in sort of a smaller town just outside of my city, and uh, his parents got, a, got him his own phone line with the internet. Ah. So if he wasn't on the internet, it was cool because you could call upstairs. Yeah. Right. But, hey, Ma, I want the meatloaf. <laughs> so, and that was kind of cool. But, you know, so, but, yeah. Back to this movie. Yeah, back to this movie, because, wow, this was, I I have to admit, I loved Keanu Reeves's big speech at the dock. Oh, his Nicolas Cage moment. Oh, oh I called it his Al Pacino moment. Oh, I thought he was caging out oh, there. Oh, I thought because he, he had the shakes going. And he's he's just flinging the dude, arms around, and I I heard like a mixture of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, like when they really get going. Oh, I heard like a Pacino cage because <laughs> they both got that woe kind of yeah. I all I want is room service, and the arms are flailing. He's saying room service, and I was like. I'm not cut. supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be there. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like, c calm down, Dicino. <laughs> Dicino, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Dicino. Nicholas Dicino, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hope, I hope our listeners really appreciate that because I have a stutter, and that's very hard to say with a stutter. <laughs> Nicholas Dicino. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) You don't hear it because I edited it out, but. This, yeah, it was funny because this was like still in the pseudo woe phase for Keanu. And. Yeah, well, he hadn't done Matrix yet. uh, No, and I think that was like a turning point for him because I respect the guy all the high hell. Uh, I just watched a training video that he did on, they were shooting him training for John Wick. Yeah. And the attention to detail that he put into his training. And he was he was always at the gym earlier than everybody else. And he was practicing. And he set up a gun range in his backyard so he could practice, like, just holstering and unholstering his weapons at that speed. And target practice to to make it look like he was going to hit the actual targets, right? Like, uh, just completely respect the guy. But what the hell do you study for this? You know what I mean? Like, what... <laughs> Uh, you know, like he's, especially with the virtual stuff, it's like, okay, so I'm just going to sit in this chair and shake around a little bit with this weird helmet on. Yeah. How do you study for that? You know, it's, uh, let let me go back to, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I'm a lost I'm going to go back to the beginning. Uh, nerve attenuation syndrome. Doesn't it sound like the, uh, the world's been brought to heal by another form of carpal tunnel syndrome? Pretty much. Yeah, it does. And it is kind of almost related. It's like, oh, I've been taping too much. Ah, I can't move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, one of the things that uh, that I, I'm still, I still struggle with with the world building in, the, in this, I think they got a little lazy. Like, they really wanted to preach about their anti-tech and their, their you know, uh, the pharmacies are hiding the cure uh, speeching, speeches that they, they the world building is kind of almost... It's either ingenious or lazy, and I can't figure out which. Oh, it's Double Dragon lazy. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I mean, corporations, okay, are running the the, the the country. Maybe not the world. I don't know about that, but they're running the country. So, first of all, they show police departments. Who the hell's running the cops? You yeah, assume like, the corporations. Which one? Yeah, that's that's another thing in these movies. Do you know what I mean? And that's... Like, like you don't see police brought to you by Pharmacon, you know what I mean? Like it's uh... yeah, like that. That's the one thing in these movies that you always have is like, it, and and the only thing you ever get is the corporations are running the. All right, well, they, are they not in in competition with each other? Like, did you just suddenly give up on capitalism? Yeah, is it like that? Yeah. How how are they running the government and vying for your almighty dollar at the same time? Yeah, like corporations from. Pretty much the '30s have had the "I have a bigger than dick, I have a bigger dick than you" policy, yeah, of trying to up the other guy, right? And the government's supposed to be the middleman to make sure that, that everyone plays every, fair, yeah. Everyone, play, yeah, everyone plays fair. Now, okay, okay, the corrupt government, fine, but I mean, the the, the companies will still fight with each other. So, how do you have? A society where they're running the police and yeah, it's the, and the and the utilities and, and it, you know what I mean. And and the good guys are always the same in these kind of movies. They're the underground, um, resistant force, usually led by a black guy <laughs> in Morpheus. dreadlocks. Well, except for Morpheus. Except for Morpheus. Well, that was kind of the new. Uh, that, that was kind of like a neo version of this. Yeah. Not to put it too fine a point on that, but um, like Tank Girl had it, the same thing. 
there were kangaroos. The same, same guy. Same guy too. Ice, ice tea. But I mean, it's always <laughs> underground. They have they have the same technology, but they're using it for good. Um, but for some reason, they can't. They need the one to come along and yeah. help them overpower. And it's just the same. And you always have to get a MacGuffin that comes in. And they're always like one step away from blowing it away to everybody. And we get when you have the, the the bad guys are always have an army, so that's why your lone gunman good guy needs an army to back them up mm-hmm. too, right? So that's why they've always got to find friends somewhere. And they always win despite having more primitive weapons. Yes, Ewok syndrome we call it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, they always have like goofy idiots, and usually the goofy idiots are standing on guard. Have you noticed that in these movies? Of course, it's a staple of these movies. Why? Why would you put the idiot on guard? Because you don't want them in the inner circle. They're idiots. But you <laughs> Let don't... them be the first ones to get killed. No, but you don't want them to be the first line of defense because they're, they're fucking idiots, so that it's easy to get through them. <laughs> well, you want the good guy to waste all of his good punches and kicks on these idiots, so... <laughs> I'm not sending Chet out to guard the front line, you know what I mean? Because if he has to make a snap decision, he's probably not going to make the right one. Well, here's what happens in your maybe better movies, is that you send Chet to guard the back door you think no one knows about, which the good guy always finds out about. You make Chet the cleaner. You have your, That's what you do. You have, you, have your, you have your good goons out front for the show of force. Chet's guarding the, the quote-unquote secret back door. Yeah. And the, then he gets a karate chop to the throat and goes down. Like, it's pretty... Yeah, well... Pretty, this is pretty textbook stuff here. I mean, you know? <laughs> realistically, if you're going to have a Chet on your team, you make him guard what he thinks is the back door, but it's just a door painted on the wall. Or, or at least a utility closet. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very important stuff here. Yeah, do not open important exit to the back. Stay uh, you know, stay clear, Chet, this is your area. And then, slash slash janitor closet. Yeah, and then <laughs> and, and then and then draw like a goalie crease around it and go, okay. <laughs> a goalie crease. Okay. Don't leave the crease. And don't leave the, you're the goalie. Don't leave the crease. What a Canadian way to put it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! He's out of his, out of his just, crease there, eh? Oh shit! And it's not even break time. Okay, put him in the penalty box, eh? So, uh, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> sorry, I just got visions of like one guy patrolling the hall, but then he gets called because he crossed the blue line, and I mean when he shouldn't have. Right. That was his. He was out of his zone. You know what I mean? The other guy's like, "Hey man, stay over there, eh? Yeah, I'm patrolling this part of the hallway. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I guard the syrup locker. You guard the Tim Hortons locker. Okay? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question because at the beginning, and I know it's one of those questions that if you know they did it right, then the movie wouldn't move forward. But you're the guys trying to sneak out the data. You're the scientists, right? Keanu escapes, and the bad guys pull a pull a gun to your head and say, "Where is he taking the data?" Now, he's going to Newark. Yes. Lie. Yeah, he could have said Los Angeles. London. Yeah. San Diego. Oslo. Australia, yeah. You know. North, <laughs> Insert one of a thousand cities. North Luftenburg, Germany. You know, like. <laughs> Wawa, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time they figure out that Wawa is an actual real place and they can actually go there. 
<laughs> movie's over. <laughs> He's already made it to Newark. Yeah, cares out. You know, they're still in Wawa. <laughs> they're like, the, fuck, we're American. We thought that was a grocery store. Which it is. Well, that, well, that one, and I've seen this in many movies, and the only the only good explanation I've ever gotten is that is the good smart boss that will hang on to the guy that gave him the information with the gun to his head. And then they send Chet to go verify it. He's not in Wawa. Okay, right. I'm going to blow your head off because you lied. Right, but they're going to kill you anyway. Right? That's Well, th- that's the innocent doesn't know that, right? You're dealing with the Yakuza. Yeah, but again, naive, innocent character doesn't know that. So he assumes if he tells the truth, they'll let him go. I guess. That's a staple for all of these. But it's just... I know, but I give know, him more time. Don't tell him... <laughs> No, yeah, he's on the 815 to Newark. If you yeah. hurry, you can catch the 630 <laughs> and beat him there. Like, Here's the code to the captain's quarters so you can get in there and yeah. crash the plane he's on. Yeah. No, no, your, your better ones will have the guy, and, and you can tell who, you, you can always tell which, which guys are going to lie and which ones are going to tell the truth. If we've only seen him on screen in this one set of scenes, yeah. then he's, he's going to the tell the truth. Right. If if he's already associated with our hero, he's going to lie to try and buy our hero some time. Yeah. And still pay for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Good question, though, because I always thought that, too. It's like, fucking lie. Lie. Where'd he go? Uh, three blocks that way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. yeah. Where, where, where's he going? Uh, Fourth Street? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know where the Domino's Pizza is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or give that really shitty list of directions. You know, okay, okay, look, look I'll, I'll tell you. But okay, so you go down here about three blocks, hang a left. Now, if you get to the Dominoes, you've gone too far. So turn back. You're looking for a gray building where that old tree used to be. Now <laughs> he's like, I've never been here before. What the hell? No, don't worry about it. So then you make a right there, and then you're going to go down a little bit. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. How far? Just a little bit. A little bit? Well, not too far. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the kind of directions you... And you buy him some time. Don't, oh, hell with that. Don't, like, don't hand him a key to your space fucking vehicle and, and say, take my car. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three hours later... So there's a nice lady. Her name's Gladys. She usually has a shopping cart full of cans. <laughs> yeah. She'll take you the rest of the way. Like, <laughs> but be sure to stop and ask her about Phil, because that's the hilarious story. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? All right. Ah, a monster. Uh, <laughs> um, quick, quick tip for the fellas. Uh, okay. If your lady puts on stockings to go and go uh, get ice, it's over. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think that you know what that that would make breakups a lot easier. Like you're you're in bed, you think everything's good. She gets up, she puts her stockings on, and says, "I'm going to get ice." You look in the freezer. Okay, she's not coming back. Yeah, I can move on. You know what I mean? Like uh, we're done. <laughs> to be fair, he knows. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He knows it's over. That's the beauty of it. I was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has to be single in this movie because he's going to meet up with Dina Meyer. Oh, yes. And, and, oh, 
the chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new word for it. Chemistry. Yeah. If there's no chemistry, there's chemistry. Chemistry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned that in shul. There you um, go. <laughs> yeah, I've got that in there. Yeah, if the government's taking over corporations, which one controls the cops? Oh, uh, so Johnny's in the elevator. Before he gets to the information he needs to carry, he's in the elevator and he's he's doing his his big upgrade from 80 gigs to 160 gigabytes. Yeah. I was like, mm, I got a solid state drive that carries just about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My main hard drive carries like five times that. Oh, easily. Yeah. I've got one that carries almost 10 times that. Now, so. to be fair, 1995, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. And that, that's always the fun of these future prediction yeah. things when they always yeah. exaggerate. Like they think they're exaggerating enough for, for the time. And, and that's the problem is, is sometimes you get things right. Like, okay, yes, we do have sort of a, a, a faster, better way of carrying more data information. No, we don't use fax machines. Yeah, you know. Yeah, some some people still do. I worked in an insurance company not too long ago, and sure. they still use them. Yep. Just that that section went lower and lower, but they still in a mail room too. So what do you know? Yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, developing online tools to like take a picture and claim submit your claim that way. Yeah. But um, that one was almost kind of smart because it's harder to intercept a phone line transmission. Than it would back then, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, exactly, right. So, but my my thing is like, okay, if if the fax machine is that secure, just send the whole damn recipe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, write it out. Two cups of flour, cup of sugar, whatever. And okay, I'm making a cake, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what? I, I, this time I was like, yeah. Why the hell did they have the guy stick a friggin' pin in his head what could he do that your fax machine couldn't yeah so okay um oh, oh, oh yeah sorry that when he's plug, he's doing his his upgrade there's a voice that tells him to be cautious where's that voice coming from is it his head the voice doing doing the upgrade yeah you now can carry 160 gigabytes of data. Careful. Uh, caution. Exceeding uh, parameters can result in instant... We're reminded like, how oh, many right. times that his head's going to blow up if he exceeds. I thought that was a part of the... Is it the device? The device that was uploading. Okay. So it wasn't like just a voice he heard in his head? I thought it was part of the implant? <laughs> no, I think it was part of the, the device. The device, yeah. At least that's what okay. I assumed. Again, I really don't know what would happen in this movie, because it's so <laughs> weird. Okay, so um, can I go on a bit of a rant? I'm not going to do it. I, I Don't get me wrong. It won't be as grandiose as <laughs> what we saw in this movie. Right. But, <clears throat> so he gets to the pickup, and that is when they decide to confirm how much data he's supposed to carry and ask what Johnny's capacity is and... Give him a lesson on the dangers of overloading his carrying capacity. Why the hell wasn't this worked out before? Yeah, he knows you call, that. You call Buddy's... No, no, but back it up a bit. You go, you call Buddy's agent. You say you need a courier. 
maybe you should ask how big his carrying <laughs> yeah. capacity is on the phone yeah. before he arrives in person. Fuck, you all employees hell? figure this out. Yeah. I don't walk into U-Haul and say, give me a car. How much are you carrying? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What do you got? Huh? Oh, that's fine. I can overload it. No. You know beforehand what you're hauling. Yeah. This this is... I was like... Like, I'm... This is getting past the whole stick a thing in my head and I can carry data in my head. Yeah. I'm buying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ridiculous thing on the shelf that you're like, should I? Should I? Probably not. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Okay. So I've bought that somehow. <laughs> yeah. But it still doesn't make sense that they don't have these details. They... They... Uh, Udo Kier, is it Udo Kier? Who, um, his his buddy that, uh, do you know? Uh, da, 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 yeah, Udo Kier, Ralphie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him in uh, Judge Dredd, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you needed an old guy in the future in the nineties, Udo Kier was your guy. Gotcha. Because uh, he had a weird kind of European accent, right? So, not that all European accents are weird, but his was just right, right. Unique. Yeah. Anyway. So, you, you've got the middleman. Isn't he the one that's supposed to know? No, I can't use Johnny because Johnny can only hold eighty gigs. Yeah, he's I the agent. This. Yeah, yeah, I know this. I, I know, I know Johnny, and I know what you're looking for. So why would, is it like we need a courier? Okay, bye. What for? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Johnny could have easily I, gotten to the door, and it would have been a pizza. <laughs> yeah, I need a courier. A uh, penthouse suite, Beijing hotel. Click. <laughs> she tell me what it for was for. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, no, what? What? Three guys and three guys and mo and moving overalls show up and like, okay, what yeah. do you need hauled, bud? <laughs> yeah, FedEx guy. You, you know, know they're all chomping on like half smoked cigars and backwards hats and shit. <laughs> Actually, in this movie, it would be a FedEx guy and a UPS guy both show up and they have a gunfight in the hallway. Yeah. When and then finally there's a knock on the door and you, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, we need electronic data. Well, fuck! <laughs> Why did you say so? I just killed a guy. <laughs> so, okay, so that was only halfway through my rant. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, because that shit should have been worked out before. Okay. Yeah. All right, and. So, this is not how this is not how data works. Like data does not work this way. You can't you can't just carry more than you can carry. Well, no, he got the upgrade so he could carry it. Okay, he could carry 160 gigs. Right. What do they put in him? 320. Yeah. No, I thought I how? thought he got the upgrade. He got the upgrade from 80 to 160. Oh, I thought he got the upgrade to three to, to 320. No, he upgraded to 160, and the whole premise of, the, of his journey is that it's dangerous for him to go beyond capacity. I'm like, well, how do you do that with electronic data? You can't carry more than you can carry. My terabyte hard drive can't carry two terabytes. Yeah. I can't just tell it to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, well, this leads into a couple of things. Number one, you're right. How do you overcarry? And two, why does data... Computer data leak into the brain. Right. I think what they were trying to say is that the amount of data he could carry was actually 
stored in his human brain. No, no, he has an implant. They they make it very clear that he has an implant. Yeah, he but, has an implant, but he but had this to is give the whole thing. His... But this is the whole thing because I, I still don't understand this. Why? Why put a, essentially a large flash drive in the brain? They, they never they never explain why. I th- I think I have a theory. I don't know if it's substantiated, but my theory is the the brain. A section of his brain is the hard drive. So the implant is just the interface. Kind of like in the Matrix where they plug him in. Okay. Don't get ahead of me. Right. But they plug him in they plug it in and then that interfaces with his brain to allow his brain to store a certain amount. He said he had to give up memories. On one scene he says he had to give up memories, like his his uh some long term memory. Like, so right. his childhood. Right, yeah. right. And in another scene, he talks about how he wants the implant out, and he wants full restoration. Right. Meaning that somewhere, his brain still has that, but it's been pushed well, aside, a, question mark? Apparently, it's, it's in sure. the cloud, because he gets it back, and he's been, and he's yeah. at somewhere he's never been before. Yeah, yeah. So somewhere, it's still in there. And been pushed aside, but that's the thing. If you made enough room for this much data, you can't hold more than this much. Right. A shovel can only hold a shovel's worth of dirt. Yes. <laughs> but, but how? But how does computer data leak into the brain? I guess I don't know that. I don't know. And this is where the whole thing about the brain being the actual hard drive, right, is the only thing that maybe makes sense because the brain. It's supposed but, to be localized to one section of his brain, but it leaks into other parts of his brain. But by saying I don't know how, but, I don't know how. But by saying he's overloading his brain, they say that he's at risk of it leaking into his brain. So that that leads me to believe that that at some point it's safe to put a certain amount of data into the brain, and there's no hazardous effects. Yeah, had it been 159 gigs, he would have been fine. Right. So how does that work? I don't. I don't know. They don't. They don't go far enough into the quote unquote science of it, right? To because to, it's yeah, it's this weird thing. It's like if it's a physical hard drive, just put it in his arm. Yeah. Right. So the only thing that I think makes sense is that the brain is acting is the memory core. Yeah. And why? Yeah. Do, and why does it hurt? Oh, that I don't. I don't have a theory on that one. <laughs> I can't apologize for that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I mean, I, get get, I, I can get a headache at work when things get a little hectic, but uh, that's about it. I don't know. Yeah. It's Yeah, but I don't, but it's just, if you've made enough room for this much data, you can't put more than what you can carry. No. I mean, if he had to sacrifice long-term memory, then shouldn't he be starting to forget other things like his name, how to walk, math, you know? <laughs> yeah. One plus one is whoa, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, all right. It, this sort of takes us to, to near the end when he goes into the internet to fight somebody. It's Pharmacon. Uh, Pharmacon. Okay. They put they put a quote-unquote virus into quote-unquote the internet system. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they put a, so they attack him and this other guy that we've never met before, this hacker, Spider. Yeah. Spider? I think. No, no, that was no, Henry no, Rollins. No, that's Henry Rollins, yeah. I don't know. They kept dropping names. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. 
Um, and he said, and as far as I could tell, the people on the outside, Ice T and Dina Meyer, couldn't see what was happening on a screen somewhere because they never show it. Right. Well, then, it, yeah, they never show it, but right. So all they can see is Keanu just making faces in the mask in the chair when they yeah. in, while wearing the helmet thing. Okay. Did you notice they called it an iPhone? Uh, yeah, but it's actually E Y E. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I got a good kick out of that. I was like, ah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. But then, so they're watching him, and. All of a sudden, Ice T comes out with he's doubling himself, and then the oh. and then the virus comes in and it's like no no don't worry that was the that was the double. How do you know this? Oh okay so yes I know what you're talking about. Um, they didn't show them watching on the screen, but they were watching on a screen. You have to our show cam- that our camera is watching them watch a screen with nothing on it practically. I'm going to guess because the visuals weren't done yet. Right. So we see them reacting to what they're watching, and then we cut to when the visuals are are finally done, probably the last thing done in the movie, what they're reacting to. So we so we see it as a full screen, but they are somehow the this iPhone is is saying, yeah, let's broadcast what's going on in Keanu's brain into the, onto the many many. RCA TVs they have. Okay, so if they're getting the signal from his brain, are they watching in third in third person like we are? Yes. How? If they're getting the signal from what's happening from his brain, mm-hmm. his brain would be showing it in first person, would he not? Uh, yeah. So how are they? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I brought this one to our attention. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And this is another problem with now technology, because now you have this the sequence that I'm sure looked fantastic in 1995. It did. On the big screen, it was, wow. Now, was this in 3D? Mm. I don't think 3D was around then, but... No, not, well, not in the theater I saw it anyway, so... Because, like, un- like, unless you were stoned, and don't get me wrong, fucking ecstasy is a hell of a drug, yeah. but I mean, fuck. You'd have to be high in order to fucking wrap your head around anything that's happening. Like, why does he double himself, and what does that even mean? Did he? Yeah. Did he go in and just control C, control V? Is that what he did? Yeah, yeah. Copy paste. Okay. Right. So, does the information in his brain go with him? Yeah, that's the problem. Eh? They just thought this visual, whatever the hell it is, would would just be enough to. Explain everything. Okay. Oh, don't, oh, don't worry. That's the copy. Right. Okay. But what does that mean? You know what? Like, I'm a, and I'm willing to buy that. He control V, uh, control C, control V. Fine. Right. Because because he's under attack, he duplicates whatever he's trying to do. So that way, if it gets taken out by a virus, but how, one one's one's gone, one's still around. How the fuck is a dolphin supposed to help him discover the third fucking image he needs? Yeah, that it's yeah, it's almost like it's a what is it a psychic dolphin? It it's like it's, like, it's a techno dolphin. It's like Flipper the antivirus. This looks like something that that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would have fought. Yeah, like Cyber Dolphin. Yeah, that sounds like it like a 1987, you know, yeah, squeak, TMNT Squeakor or something. Yeah, yeah, Bebop, Rocksteady, and this guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
Um, I don't know, is the question. I don't know how that... Because that just takes a weird turn at the end. Like, you think, okay, Ice-T's got a thing that can help Keanu decode or whatever. Right. Or that maybe the, that he's going to reach out in the net and the hacker guy is going to help him hack his own brain. Right. Because one of the questions I had is like, okay, they say click on three images. I won't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And that's your password. Well, where's the camera taking the pictures of the screenshot? Off the TV, yeah. Because there was none. And, and why he had is, his eyes covered. How is the third one... The chick in the, in, in, in the computer. She was infiltrating TV signals to talk to people. Okay. Every once in a while, there's a shot in the background of a TV, and she shows up. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was not, not watching that, that often. I, w- I wasn't watching that closely. Uh, okay. Uh, and, here's, and here's one thing, and this is sort of sure. the one thing I've, I, I... You see this a lot in movies. And I have my own theory about it. And it's oftentimes when the movie comes across a whale or a dolphin. Mm -hmm. And somebody goes, uh, a fish. And then somebody else will go, actually, they're mammals. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. So here's my thing. I think Hollywood discovered that whales and dolphins are actually mammals and not fish. Okay. Circa 1982. <laughs> okay. But even today, people in Hollywood think the rest of the world still doesn't know that fact. Oh, oh so this is a, a the more you know situation. Yeah, so they keep so they keep throwing that line into every single movie. No, I, <laughs> I actually they're mammals. No, they're not fish, they're mammals. Actually, they're mammals. Do you think the world outside of Hollywood has figured out that they're not that they're not fish, they're mammals? I think, no, I think we should tell them one more time that it, they're not fish, they're mammals. Yeah. I think Hollywood thinks we're, thinks we're stupid. I knew, I've known they were mammals since grade four. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I saw that episode of G.I. Joe. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there was one, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think I saw it on Sesame Street. Well, how could you not see it? We've watched Hollywood content. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've seen Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen fucking Star Trek five. Oh my god, yes. You know what I mean? Uh, like, f- four, four. Sorry, total nerd break there. Uh, <laughs> I even saw the remake of Casablanca. Of all the of all the fish tanks in all the world, this fish <laughs> came into mind. Actually, it's a mammal. Actually, uh, it's know. a mammal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I want people to go out there and realize how many movies they've seen this happen in. Because it happens all the damn time. And we, yeah. we just let it go. It's, it's kind of like that, oh, you only use 10% of your brain, which is totally false, too. They just use it so often in so many movies. No, agreed. Agreed. That's a that's a good point, because it was just another... Yeah, I kind of had that moment, too. I didn't write anything down for it. It's just like, ugh. We get it. Yeah, it's not a fish. It's a fucking mammal. Which, yeah. it should have drowned, by the way. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, well, it did come up for air once. Once? In the entire movie. I don't understand they could be underwater for a long time, but... Mm-hmm. Does this movie take place over one night? Uh, or is the world so dystopian it's always dark? <laughs> well, it was... Uh, let's see, it was night in Beijing... 
And then the, with the time shifting into Newark. Right. I'm going to guess he went from night to night. Well, it still was, couldn't have been more than 24 hours at best. Oh, yeah. Once he gets to Newark, I think it's all one day. Yeah. Yeah. Or one night, I guess. Yeah. Or something. Oh, okay. Two, two scenes I want to point out. Um, so we have the, the, the one white bald guy who works for the Yakuza for some reason. Yeah. He, so somehow he beats Johnny to Newark and knows exactly what shitty rundown neighborhood in Toronto, because that's where it was filmed, yeah. he was going to land in. Because um, he sets a trap for Johnny. Johnny gets away. Meanwhile, five five stories up, we have J-Bone and Dead Meat. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> J-Bone's friend, Dead Meat, slips on a brick way, way up in the building. Baldy shoots. Like the fifth story. Like, really, dude? Cannon's been out of your sight for three seconds. Yeah. 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 He must be five stories up by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Took the Good elevator. Button. Yeah. I guess. Um, and the express oh, elevator. A, so uh, the other one I like is uh, jo- Johnny. So go- Johnny gets captured. Dina Meyer, uh, Jade, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. When he's about to get his head cut off, Jade, Jade you know, swoops in from the vent. Um, and helps, helps them out. Right. Right. So she takes out the two female bodyguards. Wow. The one female, one transgender bodyguard. Right. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I th- did she take, yeah. Did she takes out the tra- transgender one first? I think. Cause <laughs> so we see, you see right here, J- Johnny gets the gun, the one gun in the room. Yeah. Okay. He's got the other two guys dead to rights. But if you'll notice, they're both still, like, kind of looking over, like, like I know I should be keeping my eyes on you because you're the bad guys and I've got the gun, but, hey, there's two chicks fighting over there. Oh, he's doing a total ass check there, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just like, ooh, well, that was cool. Ah, no, don't move, don't move. Just watch the cat fight. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Can, yeah. Can we just, just let, let, let's call a two-minute truce here. Yeah, just All time. Right. time. All right. Use the gun to make the timeout symbol. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Use the gun to make the timeout symbol. Yeah, yeah. Timeout. 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 Yeah. You make the popcorn. I'll make sure they keep going. Yeah, she called you a bitch too. Why you son of a? Yeah, okay, we're good. Make the popcorn. Hey, hey, villain with the thing that's gonna take my head off. Do you have a camera? No, no, no. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Uh, uh, hands up. Hands up. Yeah. I would record it, but I'm at capacity. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say I'm not going to jack in later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was carrying in my head, but I know what's in there now. Yeah. <laughs> the other question I had, too, for this one, one of the things I can't understand is laser whip. That's what I called the guy with the laser whip. Right. Okay. Well, they all had it. They all had the, the finger thing. No, no. It was just the one guy. Just the one guy? Yeah. It was oh, just okay. one guy. But here's the problem. Once or twice, they have uh, laser whip dead to rights. Yeah. Kill him. Or at least chop off a finger. It's dystopia. No one gives a shit here. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. In real life, I'm not so casual about murder. But here in this world, (laughs) they are. (laughs) Murder is an option. Yeah, it's it's on the table all the time. (laughs) 
Like this is a guy who wants to chop your head off. I'd be I would blow his head off. Yeah. You know? Like there's this scene where it's all of the low techs are surrounding him, right? It's like okay, even if if we want our hero to stay pure in that regard, she has a hired goon. Yeah. Let her do it. I'll, g- I'll give you an extra 10000 to chop his head off or something. You know? Yeah. Let him know how it feels. Um, oh, <laughs> one of my favorite lines. When they break into the computer store, Johnny says, I used to have a summer job breaking and entering. Really? <laughs> yeah. So there's a B&E season? How? I'm sorry, but no, that line doesn't make any sense because he lost his his long-term memory. Well, he lost his childhood. Okay. So, yeah. Fair enough. We're going to, yeah. But th- th- there's a B&E season? <laughs> he must be from Canada. Well, he's Canadian. It's true, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, is there like a... B&E Super Bowl at the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> it's really hard to make off with a 60-inch flat-screen TV in the middle of winter in Moncton. True, true. You know. Is there a cup for the winter? Like the, <laughs> the, the biggest larceny? Like the, oh, no, Johnny didn't make the playoffs this year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't score enough like, points in the regular he, season. He's, he's going to play golf early this B&E season. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Him and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Boo, boo. You know. Damn it, I had Johnny in my pool. I had Johnny in my B&E pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing I like is that their tracking software is so good that the person doing the searching has the ability to see exactly what type of gear the other guy's using. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a blah, blah, blah 16. And it's like, what? Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> You have this good tracking software, but you still keep losing the guy. Like, what the hell yeah. is going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and how do you think... Uh, I'm not really looking for answers, but these are some of the questions I have. How are there federal offenses when you don't have a government? That's a good question. <laughs> it goes back to my earlier question. And who's manning border security? Yeah. What's what's stopping him from just walking into Wawa, Ontario? Yeah. You know I mean, like this... There's no border guards. Unless Canada maintained a government and maintained... Uh, we, we put a wall, eh? You know, we put a wall. <laughs> yeah, we elected Ronald Trump, yeah. Ronald Trump, yeah. his Canadian cousin, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, how do you run decryption on a random image? Like, does the program just get guess as to what it is? Is it a boat? No. A baby? No. A banana? No. Well, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with one of those things where you have to click on all the uh, click on all the pictures that have cars in them. Oh, the, like the match, match game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear their decryption software looks like <laughs> looks like the uh, the slot machine at the casino. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Nope. <laughs> ding, did, ding 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 ding. Did you notice that one of them looked like Nuclear Man from uh, uh, from the from the Simpsons? <laughs> Oh, you mean Radioactive Man. A Radioactive Man, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Up and at them. Up and at them. <laughs> and, uh, did you catch the scene? There's, um, this is towards the end of the movie. At one time, Johnny asks Jade what she thinks about him having the cure to NAS in his head. Do you remember her retort? No. Very good, because she didn't have one. 
Johnny asks a question, and all she does is just sit there and look at him and blink. <laughs> like, was she, was she like, line? <laughs> line? <laughs> cut, print, that's a wrap. That's lunch. Cut, yeah, just cut it before she said line. We're fine. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We're, we're burning Toronto nightlight here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's expensive nightlight, let me tell you. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, and just in case you didn't think that Laser Whip was dead, they drop a flaming shipping container on his head. Yeah, why body. was it flaming? I was, yeah, I'm like, awesome. You know what? Awesome. Like, it's not <laughs> enough that you cut off his head and dropped him in the water. No, no. You had to then drop a shipping container. No, wait. Let's light it on fire. Like, <laughs> I mean, this brought to you by the same people who had a contraption that you could drop a car from just up there yeah and it would randomly burst into flames on its <laughs> yeah. way down like yeah, was that like a defense mechanism i think it was it was like an anti-siege kind of thing like uh okay but you know, why, like a trebuchet or something why, like that why was everybody standing on the x i don't i don't know there's a like there's a one lady bad guy with the missile launcher yeah <laughs> i liked her i was like What's her story? Because she's so angry at them. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't even know why. She's like a hired goon, but she's like, ah, and she's firing away. Well, her, her buddy gets killed, and she goes out for revenge. She goes, you That's bastards. True. You know, you killed Kenny. You bastards. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chet, no. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was supposed to be on door duty. <laughs> he was one day from retirement. <laughs> yeah. I told you not to leave the crease. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Look what happened, Chet. <laughs> This is why we tell you not to leave the crease. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> it's one day from retirement. <laughs> Chet, Chet, for 65 years of courageous service, you may now leave the, the you crease. You may now leave the crease. Big ceremony, cake. Yeah, cake People yeah. are wearing birthday hats, blowing kazoos, yeah. <laughs> He get some balloons fall from the ceiling just outside the crease, like for he's a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly good fellow. Cake, the party hats. Yakuza the guy with the party hat on, like in the white suit, with the sunglasses and the stoic face. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> laser whip guy making laser whip animals in the you know <laughs> entertaining the kids you know <laughs> there's kids at the party why i don't know <laughs> there's a clown making balloon animals <laughs> laser whips cutting him you know <laughs> they give him a gold watch <laughs> <laughs> it has 80 gigs of storage <laughs> <laughs> And a calculator. And a calc. Oh yeah, because it's nineteen ninety five. Don't forget. <laughs> and th this this movie brought us the famous line: "Get your VCRs ready because we got the cure." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "Oh my god, it's twenty twenty one, and we still have VCRs? We have electronic storage in a human brain, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still using VHS tapes." Okay, and I instantly this is going to be a dated joke, but I instantly get the picture of someone at home like, "Oh no, we've got to record this." He grabs his, uh, his uh, you know, a copy of like 
uh, his least favorite uh, Indiana Jones movie because it's the first thing in Reach. Yeah. And then he has to put the tape over that thing that's punched out <laughs> on the spine yeah. of the VCR tape that will let you tape over it. You know, he's like, this is important, damn it. You know, like, or, or he goes, he goes and he grabs a tape and his wife's like, no, that's our wedding video. And he throws yeah, that yeah. away. And he goes and grabs another, no, that's Johnny's first birthday. All right, fine. <laughs> No, that's our, our trip to Disneyland. No, no. <laughs> that's like... our trip to Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when we saw that laser whip guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, and and he get, and he gets it. And he starts taping it, but it starts in with the commercials. <laughs> 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 you know? Anyway, I, that's a joke for the 30 and over crowd right there. Yeah, absolutely. So we we have, so throughout all this madness, sheer madness, everyone trying to cut Johnny's head off, you got, uh, um, shit, you, you, Dina Meyer with the shakes, you got uh, uh, Spider pontificating about how electronics are ruining our life. At one point, Dina Meyer's just out for part of it. And if she's not out, Johnny is just out for part of it. You know, you let yep. me sleep, right? You know, that kind of stuff. These two fell in love? Yeah, I no, I didn't get that at the end. I, I know that's what they want, but I didn't yeah. get it. Because they don't even kiss at the end. Because they, they turn, they look at each other, and you can see it in her eyes. She's kind of like, okay, so I'm going to still get paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, When? Yeah. When was it the I want room service speech that all of a sudden she's like, I must have this man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what What the hell? Uh, that's a hell of a Nicolas Cage impression. I'm going to have to tie enough to tie this one down. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't you don't get this every day. So. <gasps> oh, man, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, just a couple of things in this here. Uh, the script was rumored to have been dumped on the doorstep of, of Keanu Reeves' house, uh, which proved to uh, pique his interest and led, huh. him, led him to accepting the role. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's a rumor. Probably not true. Uh, originally, uh, there's some almost cast for you, and originally the role of Johnny Val Kilmer. Okay, did he get a copy dumped on his doorstep? Maybe, maybe. So, <laughs> so maybe the guy like hid in the bushes, watched Fal Kilmer come to the door, picks up the morning paper, picks that up, throws it out. You know, yeah, yeah. Ne next house over is Keanu Reeves is like next door to Val Kilmer, and he goes, drops it on his doorstep, goes to the bushes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I picture like a studio where like uh, they're all talking, is like everybody got this script on their door. Like everyone in Hollywood, right? <laughs> and they're all—it's all like an office joke, right? It's like, can you believe this? Some asshole dropped this stupid script on her door. And then Keanu Reeves walks in. And he's like, "Hey guys, uh, I got this really cool script. <laughs> I think we could totally make this." And I was like, "Oh Christ!" The speed—the oh, no. speed guy wants to do Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Kilmer knew better. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, you all, you know who else knew better? The two guys from Top Gun. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say Tom Cruise. So. No, no, Christopher Lambert. Oh no! <laughs> I want room service. <laughs> you know why he didn't take the role, eh? 
Because there was no well, tournament. Said, no tournament, yeah. You know, I was going to say, was he busy filming Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Probably, actually. Yeah, actually. Right around that time. Um, <laughs> also. Get, get your VCRs ready. We've got the cure. <laughs> We've got the cure. In the role of the street preacher. Oh, yes. We didn't even talk about him. Oh, we did a little bit. Bono. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Well, they were considering using him to come in and do the soundtrack, right? Cybernetically augmented human being brick shithouse. It, uh, uh, Irish spiritual singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a one for one right well, there, you know? I could really understand the Irish guy being the Jesus freak. Sure, you've got your Catholics and Pentecostals. There you yeah. go. But that's about it. But physically, there's No. You get a you get a young Gerard Butler at least, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. And I'm gonna guess Dina Meyer was the only one cast for this? Uh there was another actress, but she doesn't do anything else, so it's oh, not okay, worth it. Fair much enough. Time. So, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. Okay. Well, one of them I kind of already said, uh, uh, basically, or is it another movie that begs the question, why is it that no one in the future cleans? That's, <laughs> That's one true. Of them yep. Have. Yep. Yep. Um, or is it the movie that the Wachowski brothers were watching as young men and said, hey, this gives me an idea. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot here. Yeah, there jacking is. Into the, I mean, you've got Keanu for one, but jacking into the brain, the digital world, uh, you know, the, the kung fu fighting, you know, yeah. like uh, um, the one, you know, the what black mean? guy like, leading uh, the underground. Yeah. The black, yeah. Yeah. The, the one guy who's the savior. Like, it's all there. They just put it together way better. <laughs> tough, tough bodyguard chick. Yep. Tough. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Warning against technology. Yeah. That's all Bingo. there. It's all there. Yep. Yeah, uh, I just have it as, uh, or is it the cyberpunk uh, role-playing game? Ooh, I wouldn't play this game. Well, think about <laughs> it, though. But think about it. De- I suppose. Dina Meyer really is the dungeon master of this game. Because she leads him to Henry Rollins and yeah. says, okay, well, he didn't work out. I'll take you to this guy. No, wait, that didn't work out. I'll take you to this guy. No, wait, I'll take you to this guy. No, we have to go over here. I'm like, why did you just go to the last one first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, so she's an NPC that leads you on your way. Okay, there you so go. John, yeah, you you are Johnny. Uh, you have your uh, crazy wizards, right? Yep. Um, like the low techs. Uh, you know the the merry band. You have your bad guys. Yeah. Uh, your goons. You have a monster in the street preacher. Yep. There you go. Hmm. He's like a mini boss. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Not bad. And after two boring hours, you just give up and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't want to play no more. <laughs> Rage quit. Uh, so that's going to about do it for Johnny Mnemonic. I'm Sean Taylor. And I mean Mark. Join us next time. We'll take a look at the documentary focusing on the group of the one group of people on Earth that everybody hates in Lazy Rich Caucasians. The ocean's near the shore I could think of things I never thought before And then I'd sit and think some more I would not be just a nothing My head all full of stuffing My heart all full of pain 
I would dance and be merry. Life would be a ding a dairy if I only had a brain. Oh! 